This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Back. It, it, it's horrible. Who's ever coming back? No, I don't want to. I don't want to work with girlfriend anymore. Forget it. You're out of the mix. Had to happen. It had to Just happen. Just a matter of time. I'm the only one with oh, no, no. Tevin's got his headphones on now. Yep. I was on the air when I said that, by the way. I want you to know that. Yes, you were. When I said, I'm not working with girlfriend anymore. He's out of the mix. <laughs> Forget it. So, what's happening? Gonna go around. The, gonna go around the table, Andy. Might as well. Works for me. We'll start with you again, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show with Andy Brant Bernard, Tevin Pittman, um, Ben Penrod, Mike Gelfand. See, there you go. Yeah. Welcome to the show. So, Ben, what's the latest? Uh, yeah, the latest is uh, I'm running Twin Cities Con this weekend at the Convention Center downtown. So, do you have to be a convict to come? Uh, <laughs> I hope not. Where I grew up, a con was a different thing. Right. Right? Well, it's short for convention. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a so comic book go. convention. Oh, is it really? It's a comic book convention? Yep. Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Convention. Uh, so comic book's still hot. Hell yeah. When I was a kid, I mean, I loved, loved reading comic books. Yeah. It was unbelievable. And is this the type of convention where everybody dresses up as their oh, favorite? Oh, yeah. So, oh, they love you know, that. it's comic yeah. books and, like, everything kind of pop culture. We do everything now. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, comic books, anime, cartoons, TV, movie. Uh-oh, you got uh, the voices of Bandit and Chili from Bluey coming. Yeah. Ethan, oh, Ethan's oh, too God. young to oh, go. But, oh, God. Ethan is very, very into yeah. Bluey. This is, a, yeah, this is a huge deal for us. <laughs> they have not done any conventions no they like don't do a whole lot well they're in australia yeah. so um oh, yeah this was just something where i was like i had the opportunity to bring them out and it's a huge deal uh, obviously the you know tr- getting uh celebrities in from australia is like you know yeah. not something I, I couldn't fly everybody in from australia but <laughs> this is a real special thing is that it's something that only twin cities con has there's you know there's mm. conventions like this all over the country but we're the only ones that have you know banded chili from from bluey um well they had never even met each other until like a year and a half after the show yeah. started i think because it's all remote yeah t- 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 today or tomorrow might be the first time they they there might be the, the second time they meet in person yeah, they know. met on a um an australian talk show i yeah. saw but you got yeah. There's other two other guests that you have coming that reminds me of something weird I saw on Halloween. 
you have Jay and Silent Bob coming in. Oh, yeah. And I saw two, like, 14-year-old girls dressed up like them. And I'm oh. like, how do you even know who those people are? Because you're way too young for that. I think it's having a kind of a cultural moment. Are I think they, it's kind of coming back, coming back around. And, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm kind of, you know, as I've been promoting this show for the past six months, uh, I'm, I'm very surprised at the number of people who are really familiar with, with Jay and Silent Bob and the yeah. View Ask universe. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, if you're 14 years old, there isn't really a better movie to watch than Mall Rats, I don't think. Uh, well, I don't know true. that it holds up as a 40-year-old. Oh, malls, yeah, I don't know. Are but, malls even a thing anymore? Oh, well, around here they are, hell yeah. Oh, yeah? Well, I mean, we got the Mall of America, of course. Yeah, but I think the days of kids hanging going out. and just hanging out, yeah, that's long gone. It's probably. not as, it's definitely not as popular yeah, as it used no. to be. Oh, you got Steve Burns from Blue's Clues coming in. yeah. So he's um, he's another one who's like huge right now. So Blue's Clues in the early 2000s was like the show for little kids. Yeah. So yep. we've got all these people who you know some of them have their own kids now who grew up with this guy, you know, as part of the, a major part of their childhood. And so they're going to come and get to actually meet him and take a picture with him, get his autograph or whatever. And it's huge deal. And he's um, like the coolest guy. Uh, from you know, I, I met him very briefly once before, but but he's uh, you know everybody that I know that knows him is like he's just such a cool guy, he's super nice and just super pleasant to meet. Yeah, you, you have know? an insane amount of people coming in. We have over fifty celebrities coming God. this year. <laughs> Who's the one you're looking forward to the most? Mm. So, oh, man, that's so hard. Um, Danny Trejo is. You know, just absolutely He's amazing. Yep. Tony Todd is a legend. Um, you know, and, and uh, he was kind of a late addition to the to the lineup, and I've, I'm I'm really excited to meet him. Um, obviously, uh, Dave and Melanie from uh, Bluey is that's a really huge deal. Um, I'm excited to meet Kevin Smith again. I've met him once before, but mm -hmm. you know, it, it, he's such a big part of my. Uh, development as a fan of pop culture that it 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 feels kind of full circle to have him at my event which there's no way this this that, that I'd be doing this right now if not for Kevin Smith his films and what they've meant to me mm -hmm. as a you know kind of a nerd comic book fan man I gotta tell you this is so great for me as the father that's my son in there Andy oh. Oh, my son Andy, but it's hilarious. He's been on this show. What, what have you been doing the family show now for, what, 12 years, Andy? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Okay, so everyone from Peter Falk and, uh, you know, you go every big movie star ever has been on this show. Everybody who's ever won a Super Bowl, a World Series, Andy sits in there and it's like, oh, that's nice. Yes. You well, bring you in, it's like, that. oh, yeah. Ben, God. <laughs> yeah, there are people that, like, I'll be super excited enough. It doesn't move the needle for Andy at all. Not but, at yeah, all. You mentioned the guy from true. Bluey, and here we go. Yeah. Like, oh, you got the, speaking of blue, you had the blue and red Rangers coming in from the original. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Can we get Andy a ticket uh, to the convention? Yeah, can, we, can I get my son in your convention? Imagine, my God. <laughs> oh, I've never wonderful. seen him so excited. Yeah. I am not kidding you. We have had every person in the world on this show in studio. He's like, yeah, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Had all sorts of people, like, oh, uh, that's like That's like my kids. So my kids are like that. You know, they've grown up in this world where sure. I'm like doing conventions. Like I, I don't know, probably 
seven or eight years ago, I introduced my son to William Shatner at a sure. convention I was running. Yep. And he's like, who's this old guy? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you know, he's like, he was like seven or eight. He doesn't care. Yeah, no. And, of course and not. so um, he's never, you know, it's like he hasn't seen anything William Shatner's ever been in. But, you know, I guarantee, you know, there's, there's some like YouTube star that I've never heard of that they would lose their minds over. Oh, so yeah. it's, you PewDiePie know, or something yeah. like yeah. that. It's like, there yeah. Goes again. Well, I wouldn't care if I said, I'm too old for PewDiePie yeah. by yeah. a lot. But there's kids out there, like the Twitch stars, YouTube oh, yeah. stars, they would go insane and we would be like, who in the hell is this? And they'd be like, oh, he has 16 billion views on YouTube. It's like, how have I never heard of these people? But yeah. that's the generational gap for you. Then you do realize you're going to have to come in once a month from now on. Just, <laughs> I live down in Bloomington, I'm so never, you know, just hit me up. <laughs> you know, it's not a long drive. <laughs> it's not a long drive. We can do it all. Uh, you know, Jane Fonda's here. Who gives a rat's ass? Ben, when are you coming in? <laughs> I, honestly, God, that, that's so great, Andy. I'm glad you're so enthusiastic about it. That's what if, I mean, people you grew up with is who you're going to care about, mm-hmm. to be honest. Well, I suppose that is It doesn't true. really matter how famous they were. It matters how famous they were when you were a kid. And, you know, I think about I think about fan culture and, and this type of stuff a lot as it's my job. And it's it's the real thing is it's all about connections and it's about how somebody connects with their audience. And it's, you know, like a, like rock stars have to connect with their audience in a way that, that mm-hmm. actors don't necessarily have. Yeah, to. true. But. You know, some actors do connect with their audience that way, and you'll see actors who continually get cast. They might not be a huge, huge, huge movie star, but they have fans that will follow them around, and that's just as important. Mm-hmm. And if you've got, you know, I, I like to think we book celebrities who may be sometimes, you know, a small fraction of people know who they are. They're not, you know, Brad Pitt or right. George Clooney or somebody where everybody knows who they are, mm-hmm. but those small percentage of people who know who they are, it's the most important person in their life that they could meet. Mm-hmm. And so that's, um, you know, so I, I try to find people like that who are, who, who have a connection with their audience in that way. Well, I was going to say mm-hmm. some, like, some of the biggest names I remember on the show, like being excited for, would be like um, Rob Paulson, for example. Oh, yeah. Most, per- most people would have no idea who that is, but they've no heard fans. his voice and they didn't know it. Yeah. yeah. So, so Rob Paulson is a, is a, a very uh, successful voice actor. He's in um, he he's in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon. He's okay. in Animaniacs. Uh, he's been in um, I, I, Landscape I, Torment. He's been in everything. Like like he's uh, if you look at his like IMDb, he is just such a prolific yeah. voice actor. You've and, seen something. And he's you, you've in. definitely yeah. seen something that he's been in, and he's um, and if. He's somebody that I would love to book for Twin Cities Con in the future. He's like one of the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've booked him for most of my other conventions at this point. We just got to get him up here to uh, Minneapolis. And I would like I would assume that most of the people that aren't as well known that maybe have a smaller following almost feels like they get a bigger draw out because their fans are so fanatical because they've had to explain to yeah, everybody definitely. they meet who that oh, person absolutely. is. So now I need to come out here and show. And you, you know, and with the cosplay element, you see people coming and they're like, "Oh well, there's." You know, um, you know, we've got a lot of the voice actors from Naruto, which is a very mm-hmm. successful anime. Believe it. And so, you know, somebody might, you know, oh, I've got a cosplay from somebody from Naruto. And now the voice actor who does that character is going to be at the convention. Now they like, like, that's, you know, I mean, that's amazing. That's huge. Yeah. If you've, you've put all this effort into building your costume 
And now the voice actor who portrays that character is going to be at the convention, so you can meet them and be like, hey, look, I'm dressed as your character. Have you been doing these conventions kind of since the beginning here in the Twin Cities? So have you seen, like, how far have you seen it grow? From so I'm kind of still, uh, this convention is still pretty new to the Twin Cities. So okay. I started in, um, I'm from the Washington, D.C. area. I grew up in Maryland. And so I started Awesome Con in Washington, D.C. about 10 years ago. And that's a just massive 80,000 person convention Jeez. now. And so we started this one uh, in 2021 and it started really tiny, kind of post pandemic. And then uh, it grew. I think we had 20,000 people last year and we're expecting about 30 this year. That's awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, now, cartoons, are we, are we all talking animation here? Do comic books still even exist? Oh, yeah. It's, and, and Do it's, they really? Well, so comic Wonderful. books, the, the collector's market for comic books is hotter than ever. Oh, okay. Uh, but then the actual comic books themselves are great because they're, you know, they're using all of the source material from the comics to make all of these superhero films mm -hmm. that are like, you know, like Avengers Endgame is highest grossing film of all time. You know, made over $2 billion in the God. box office. And, like, when I was, you know, when I was a kid in the 90s, like, I loved the Avengers, but, like, I didn't have, like, three friends who had ever heard of the Avengers. Mm -hmm. You know, like, they, you know, they might have heard of Captain America or Iron Man or something, right. but, like, they didn't realize no, that they all got no. together in a team and, <laughs> and fought all the aliens. Now, the only reason I knew is because of all the uh, video games they made where, you know, Captain America and the Hulk and everything would team oh, up. Oh, yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom. Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah. Big one. Where they, well, I mean, they still haven't made a video game where Lego Captain America game. fights Mega Man. We really are. We're gonna head, Mike and I are going to head home. You guys got this all locked <laughs> well, now, up. You, now you know how I feel when you talk about meeting, you know, Peter. Well, the Peter Falk I would, would have been excited to meet. Yeah, you would have been. Yeah. Yeah, but like Jane Fonda, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> one of the most beautiful women ever born. Just shrugs his shoulders. What? So comic books still do it. And now, because when I was a kid, going all the way back to comic books, it was probably a whole different world because it wasn't yeah. superheroes. Oh, yeah. We think of Veronica, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Veronica that, that sort and of stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I never owned any, but Archie, I, yeah. I always read them at the at the barber shop when oh, I was yeah. waiting for oh, yeah, to get my haircut. Yeah, you had the Archie comic books. You had Jughead and all those people. Oh yeah, yeah. So that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, does it really? So well, so. The Archie comics got adapted into a teen drama on the CW called Riverdale, oh, that's which was right. a very successful mm -hmm. that's right. TV show for a while. And then, you know, we um, a friend of mine who we had at the convention last year, Dan Parent, is uh, one of the major Archie artists, and he's oh, okay. awesome. And um, you know, they're they're doing great. You still, you know, you still see like the big Archie digest at the checkout counter. Really? It's still full of just, you know, gags. I love it. I love it because you can I read them really quick. It. Yep, I loved reading them yep. as a kid. There's no question but about this is, that. This is this is so great, and you know, and it makes me realize that I'm just hooked on reality, and you know, yeah. we're missing a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I'll be honest with you. I do remember when I was like four years old, maybe five, but I think I was four still. And my mother came in and said, "Tom, what are you doing?" Because I had the Sunday newspaper, and I was staring at Dagwood's wife, Blondie. Oh, she was a looker. <laughs> she was beautiful, oh, man. Yeah. I'm like four years old. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure. It's, we we get uh, indoctrinated deal. pretty early. We did back then, yes. Yeah. So no question about it. 
I think it's nice to have because people can kind of live in a mixture of the real world and and the animated world. That's a good thing for no, people. Probably. Everybody yeah. does need to escape. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, that's exactly what I'm saying. And if you do exactly you escape right. this way, it's a lot better than the way most people escape. You mean then they're doing heroin? Well, you know, step <laughs> booze, <Yeah>. heroin, <laughs> don't, yeah, fentanyl. Don't, don't do heroin. Go no. to the Comic-Con. No. Yes. I still that's our new tagline. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It might work. I still don't understand why they called that character Jughead. He didn't have a Jughead. What did they call him that for? I think it had a different meeting. Did it have yeah, a different meeting, Jughead? Well, isn't, or no, that's Jarhead. Jarhead. I never thought about it. Honestly, I never thought about it. Yeah. You would think he'd have a big old bulbous looking head, but he doesn't. Yeah. I'll have to ask uh, Dan next time I see him. He'll know. I guess he's the one writing the comics. <laughs> nice pointy hat. He had, always had that nice pointy hat, but... I think it is good for people to to escape from oh, yeah. the real world, yeah. to to come into this kind of situation or, yeah. you know, animated films or any of these kind of things. It's, I think it's really relaxing and good for particularly young children, say nine, ten years old, something like that. Yeah. Because their world is changing so quickly now. Yeah, and it, you know, it really helps to um, to nurture the uh, the creative side of people. Mm -hmm. because that's something that uh, kids don't really get to learn very well for the most part. Yeah, no, I don't think there's any question yeah. about that. Well, I, I think that, I don't know, I, the, the conventions I go to, I'm sure, are not nearly as much fun. You know, like at my incel convention? Yeah. <laughs> we don't really have a good time. No, probably not. No, I did get my 10-year pin, however, so there's something to be said for it. No, this is great. Yeah, I mean, we don't understand a word you're saying. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Andy does, so yes. that's good. Yeah. We have, like, uh, entertainment reporters and stuff that come on, and they'll say how Hollywood's getting feedback that people are tired of Marvel movies oh, and yeah. stuff like that. I couldn't I'm think of it. I'm sure that you have a completely different that's perspective look, on the that kind of thing. Man, I just, I see where they're coming from, but, like, I just think back, like, if you had told me, at 13 years old, that there were too many superhero movies? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why well, are you... Like, right. that's not like having too much money. Right. <laughs> like, 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 it's like, oh, oh, like, no, what, are you crazy? Like, this is awesome. This is so cool. Like, even a bad superhero movie, like, it's not like I come out of the movie theater like, oh, I wish I'd spent my two hours at work. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. They just watch people blow stuff up and and save people. I don't know. Like, it's awesome. I, I, and one, I, one, thing, you know. one thing we've learned here is that these movies are just scratching the surface. Yeah. I mean, there's about there's about ten thousand other characters that they could exploit. Mm -hmm. oh, I don't yeah. mean exploit. I mean uh, yeah, yeah, write a storyline. But, story but line the, yeah. and the, the cool thing is to kind of see those characters kind of you know sometimes you'll see those characters get a shot like the you know, Guardians of the Galaxy franchise is huge, and like I I mean I'm a huge comic book fan. I've read so many comics, but I never even read any Guardians of the Galaxy comics growing up. They were like. The really obscure thing, mm -hmm. but these movies are amazing. You get the right creative team behind them, and it's just—it's good storytelling. It doesn't necessarily matter, yeah. you know, what the actual characters are, as long as you relate to them. So, do you do you, do you collect stuff? Do you have some pretty so cool stuff? I, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a, I've got uh, OCD, so I try to collect less because I was. Uh, borderline hoarding mm -hmm. but I, yeah. I have a very I keep a very small collection of things that are, are meaningful to me yeah and I, I try to collect less things that are just sort of superfluous but but it's but I it's can a, relate 
you know, but I, uh, I do have, you know, I used to collect a lot of comic books and then I was, um, you know, buying and selling comics. And at some point I was, mm. the, the collection got so, I was stressing about it, which is not a good mm. thing to do. Mm. You don't yeah. want to stress over your hobbies. So I merged it into the inventory and, and sold it. Uh, and uh, I've got a, I got a few things that I, that I do keep. And, mm. um, you know, I just collect experiences and memories and art. I, well, I collect art. So I, but I, I have, uh, you know, that that's one of the cool things about the the convention this weekend. Uh, if I can plug the convention again, yeah, but we have idea. the artist alley. We have over 250 artists that are just selling their own work, wow. and you know I've uh, you know I've been doing this for a while. I've coll- I've got a nice original art collection that's mostly art from my friends or people that you know have come to my conventions, and it's. Um, uh, really cool stuff, and it's you know you're not really necessarily paying fine art prices. You still got to, You know it's it's more expensive than buying just like an art print. But you know I, I have a pretty cool art collection, and um, you know I, I just moved, so I haven't put it all up in the house yet. Where do you go to buy a comic book now? So there's comic shops all over the area. Oh, there or, are. You know, okay. You can go online too, but you know I like to go. You know there's um in Roseville there's two shops, uh, the Source and Comic Book College. Those are the okay. two I kind of hit up back to back. There's, um, but there, there's a few others all over the area. We go, um, I'm trying to think, there's Hot Comics, there's, I'm, I'm, uh, I got, some of these guys are vending at my convention this weekend, so I got to remember their names. But uh, there's, you know, Hot Comics, there's, um, oh man, I can't think of all the, the places. There's a, there's a stop, there's a spot right over by the convention center. It's this little basement shop and they've got a great collection of uh, games and comics too. It's so cool. Because the reason I ask you that is that back in my day, as as youth in America living up uh, up north Minneapolis, you would go to Merwin Drugstore, right there in the corner of Lindale and Broadway, had a huge selection of comic books. And then you could turn the corner, like or not turn the corner, but turn to your right a little bit, and all of the albums and 45s would be all <laughs> racked up. Sure. So you could see what's new in me. You're not going to find those anymore. No, you're not going to find those anymore. But it was a great experience as a little nine-year-old to oh, go yeah. to Merwin Drugstore, have a go in and have a malt, come out and look at the comic books. But the new Beach Boys 45 that just <laughs> came out. That was that was a wonderful thing to go through. It was a great time. And then you could yeah. you could hit up the pharmacists for some white crosses. White crosses. I could just yeah. do them right oh, there anyway. What's what a white is? Cross? Oh, you don't want to know the white. You never studied, huh? Are there are there any black crosses? <laughs> of course, there uh, have well, to yes, be but black crosses. Ser- they serve a different purpose. Oh, okay. yeah, those white are crosses dead are amphetamine. Uh, yep. oh, amphetamines. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Speed, baby. Oh, you can you can still get those. They're just not yeah. white crosses anymore. Now they're you know Ritalin or the other one. Yes. Yeah, or methadrine. I think that's, that's yeah. basically what they were. Yeah. I mean, no, they're I, all they're all amphetamines. They all do the same thing. We used but. to take them uh, back in the back in the '60s and '70s before. <clears throat> Tests, college tests. You know, oh, you'd, you'd okay. cram all night and you'd take these things, mm-hmm. yeah. and then like at at ten in the morning you'd take the test and you'd be totally out of control. Yeah, it's like always it, like your Adderall type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, they yeah. still do that. I, think, not, I don't well, think I ever stopped doing that. Now <laughs> they take them so they can play StarCraft Two on a competitive level. Wait a minute, was that text you sent so important you missed your turn? So important you just ran a red light? Is that next text so important that you won't see the ball roll into the street and the child chasing it? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. Please remember that having your eyes off the road for as little as four seconds equals 100 yards. That's the length of an entire football field. And when your eyes are off the road that long, anything can happen. If you need to text, please pull off the road. Texting and driving isn't worth it. It's against the law and it may cause serious injury to you or others or even death. 
That's more important than anything you'll text. Please don't text and drive. I hope you're never hurt in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Working harder, going farther, with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I don't know. I just think it was good for people to, to be able to... I, the longer I go in life, the more I get annoyed by the damn Internet. I'm getting sick to death of them <laughs> destroying everything. Those wonderful personal connections that you make, mm-hmm. you just don't have those anymore. I'm beginning to think it's not a fad. It's not a fad. Yeah. I think you're probably right Sorry, about it. It's that. had a greater impact than the fax machine, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, it has. There's no question about that. But... No, it's just I, I did love that so much. I mean, it's great having you in yeah. because I'm getting all these floods of memories from when I was yeah. a little boy. Well, and it really is it really is great that these people will be engaging with each other. That's that's something everybody needs. And that's, you know, I think when the I, – I've talked to some people who were in this kind of uh, events business before I got into it. But, you know, they said when the Internet was becoming like a really big thing, there was a worry that like live events would kind of – die out yeah. mm-hmm. but i think what's happened is uh, it kind of the opposite is that you know you spend so much time online not in person you know talking to people not in person that having these big in-person events feels very special yeah. and necessary yeah. and it's like oh wow this is somewhere i can go and really feel the vibe of being around people and if you know if you come to the convention yeah. this weekend that's um, that's something that I really try very hard to curate is like a, a feeling when you're just there, not, not necessarily a specific thing. Like everybody's there, you know, you could be buying from some of our vendors you can buy art. You could be meeting mm. celebrities. You can be just showing people off, showing off your cool costume. But the idea is you kind of walk in and you just feel this sort of buzz and it's this positive energy that's everybody that's having nice. a great yeah. time together. And it's such a cool thing. And the, the best of these co- types of uh, Comic-Cons have this amazing feeling that when you're there, and that's, you know, that's right. kind of my goal is to, is to get that happening. So, you know, it, it's, it's 
for me, you know, obviously my whole life is in-person events and everybody's like, oh, are you going to, you know, stream your celebrity Q&A sessions? I'm like, no, you can buy a ticket and come mm-hmm. see it yourself. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Know, you know, I'm not streaming it. Like we're, we're do, we, it's happening in this room one time, never again. You know, you can come in mm-hmm. and yep. check it out or not. <laughs> uh, Jeff in the chat has four boxes of comics that are bagged and boarded, whatever that means. <laughs> and he would like to know where you think that he should bring them to sell. Oh, so well, four boxes is a lot to just lug into the convention. Um, but I, we have a number of, like I said, we've got a number of comic book dealers at the convention who would be happy to make an offer on his books. Uh, you know, I don't, uh, without seeing them, I have no idea, you know, what, they, what they'd be worth. In my experience, as someone who used to buy and sell comics all the time, most conventions or most <laughs> collections are 95% not worth very much. And it's then maybe four boxes of Action Comics number one. Yes, four co- He's going to kill the market for Action Comics number one. <laughs> Do you run into a lot of counterfeit or knockoff people trying to make mm. like fake comics? Like, because you hear art. Oh, like com- comics are really tough to counterfeit yeah. because they're you know they're twenty plus pages. Yeah. Um, cards, sure. I'm cards, sure. I think you probably see more like yeah. Pokemon cards. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's a very big issue with Pokemon cards, which are you know. At this point, a very major collectible. I think Pokemon's probably the number one media franchise in the world. Whether Jeez. you know it's bigger than Star Wars, it's bigger than Batman. It's it's Pokemon is the biggest thing because okay. it's card games, video games, cartoons, movies, uh, everything. And um, so I think the the Pokemon card games, the Pokemon cards <coughs> are probably more counterfeited. Counterfeit. That that's a real issue. I don't know a whole mm-hmm. lot about that. Like there's a whole you could probably get your PhD in. Pokemon cards. Oh, absolutely. There's uh, so, a, there's and I don't a, know that much about it. But <laughs> a lot of big stores aren't selling them anymore because the theft issue oh, is yeah. so bad. Really? Because people will just steal them because they're they can be worth. You yeah. open up a pack and you know if there is this one specific card in there, you just made five hundred bucks. So people are just stealing all the packs. It's it's specifically yeah. Pokemon cards. Well, so the, the rest of them they don't care about. Yeah, I think I think you can mostly find them in the stores again. There was a while where. It was uh, there was a shortage. Uh, this is like pa- during the pandemic. There was a shortage on the Pokemon cards, and the um, they were just getting stolen as soon as mm-hmm. they put them out on the racks. Anyway, and they're like, well, we can just sell these online, and they'll they'll sell just as fast since there's a shortage. But I think they've mostly started putting those back out. I think I think they're they're probably caught back up at this point. So comic books. Yeah. This is very important to me because I need to know this. Can you go to the back of a comic book? And still buy X-ray glasses. I was going to say sea monkeys. Sea monkeys. The the quality of the ads in the comic books has gone way down since I was a kid. Oh, no. You know, the, um, well, I used to advertise in comic books. So that was cool. But it's been a few years since I've I've done that. But, you know, the, uh, yeah, that. I used to, so I used to, you know, when I was in Cub Scouts, they had like the Boys Life magazine. Oh, yeah. Oh, and sure. they would have, they had the same types of, types of ads in there. And they would be like, the, the thing that always got me was like, there was like, it was like a hovercraft. And it was like, sure. you know, you send them like $5. <laughs> and then what they would do is they, you think you're getting this amazing hovercraft, but they send you instructions on how to make your own hovercraft. Of course. Using, sure. you know, you know, hundreds of dollars in materials and stuff you could never find. And then I think somebody, I think like Mythbusters maybe built one. Oh, and they're yeah. like, this thing doesn't even work. But 
Nobody ever built it. Like, you had to go get, like, a vacuum cleaner engine. <laughs> to, you know, it was all this stuff. And so they just had this. It was just a scam to get five bucks from everybody. Yeah. And they send well, these phony instructions. Old old ads were always the best. Those are, like, those are great. Well, because Pepsi had the one where they were like, if you have so many Pepsi points, you can get a jet, and like an F1 fighter a jet. jet. Yeah, oh, I and, remember that, yeah. And some kid... He did the math. He was in college. He was like, okay, well, if I spend this much money, I can get enough tokens and whatever, get a jet. And so he sent it into Pepsi. He ended up suing them for false advertisement. Oh, no, they didn't have a jet. Oh. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. I I was was collecting this for nothing. Yeah, surprise, surprise. But, yeah, he ended up trying to sue them. Netflix made a documentary about it. I think he did successfully sue them. I Maybe. So well, you, thinking, you probably well, got a, like a model kit, right? Well, they tried. They tried to say that it was obviously a joke, but then they changed no, the ad. It wasn't a joke. It was a joke. Not to this kid. Yeah, not to yeah. him. Right. And he got some sort of offer back as a settlement, and he said, "No, I'm going to continue forward." And then I believe he ended up getting nothing, or pretty much next to nothing. Oh, yeah. that's too bad. You know, the, the the ads that I remember most were the testimonials. Like George Atlas used to be a 98-pound weekly. Oh yeah, the Atlas system. Yeah, and I thought, well, wait a minute now. You know, I'm like, I'm like, uh, 10 years old, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, I'm a 98-pound weakling. Yeah, except exactly. that I actually weighed about 65 pounds when I was that age. Well, that's probably so. True. I figured it was wasn't for me. It was only for 98-pound weaklings. What is there one comic book in the world that's by far the most expensive of them all? Because there's only one. Does anybody know that? So the, uh, most expensive, the most expensive or rare? Is there one comic yeah, yeah. book that's like specific really issues? So, yeah, there's, yeah so, a, there's some that are worth tens of thousands of dollars, maybe hundreds of thousands. The, so there's a, there are a few like million dollar comics. So really? Well, basically at this point, it's there's it, it's a rarity of the comic book, but there's a it's it's all based on like the condition of the book. So sure, the, sure. You they have know, to be mint or else they're not really worth a whole lot. Yeah, so like the highest... The, the the best condition action comics, which is the first appearance of Superman, which is kind of universally regarded as like the right. beginning of the golden age of comic mm-hmm. books, that's always going to be the most valuable comic book. And it's just, you know, it's whatever rich guy wants to say he's got the most valuable comic yeah. book. So that number yeah. keeps going way up. So and like, what would it cost now? Uh, you know, I don't know the last time it changed hands. I would assume it's probably in the five million range. Oh, jeez. I don't uh, think you can get yeah. that much for the Mormon yeah. plates. But no, the, probably you know, not. the thing about the those pre-war, pre-World War II comic books is that the... Um, you know, during World War II, they were doing paper drives. And, you know, comic books were thought of more as a periodical and not as a collectible until, mm-hmm. you know, the 70s probably. Mm-hmm. So though, most of those pre-war comic books and then the Superman book is, what, 1938, I think. So uh, those most of them got pulped. And really? so there aren't very many of those around. And then so to say you have the highest condition book, that's, that's worth probably double whatever the next one is. Because mm-hmm. you're just, you know, it's, it's a bragging right for a rich guy. It's like owning a sports franchise. It's like when you have so much money, yeah. you don't yeah. know what you, you can't buy another boat. So you buy, you know, something that is so expensive, nobody else can get it. You know, right. so like right. it's, it's just kind of bragging rights to say you have the best one. But yeah. then, yeah. you know, there, there are other few other like million dollar books. I think the first appearance of Spider-Man at whatever highest quality. Obviously, the first appearance of Batman is close behind the, the first appearance of Superman uh, in, that, in that same thing. Well, it? It's like if you have a sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers, one of the most common oh, video yeah. games on earth, but if it's sealed, factory sealed, it's worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Really? Yeah. 
something about just like being untouched through all this time yeah. really makes people want to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. I've been untouched for years and no one wants to collect me. <laughs> Can't even get a hundred bucks. No. Yeah. But you're not factory new, so. That's for sure. It's going to be a problem. Is it a joy to be still involved? Ballpark, how old are you? I'm 40. You're 40. Yeah. And to still be involved in this, it, it, you've kind of carried your childhood with you in a way. Yeah. It, well, it's I, great. I mean, I never, you know, uh, I never stopped, you know, watching cartoons. Mm -hmm. I never stopped reading comic books. I never stopped playing video games. You know, it's I get to be a big kid. I'm, I'm basically, I mean, I, I mentally I'm like 12 years old anyway. Mm -hmm. So yeah. this is perfect job for me in that in that regard. And then I also, you know, as is my business, I have to stay on top of things. I have to talk to my kids and be like, hey, what are you guys watching? Let's watch, you know, let's watch right. whatever you want to watch because I need to know what's cool because, like, I started doing this about 10 years ago and I was booking the celebrities I liked and I was, mm -hmm. it was great. <clears throat> business was good. But, like, the celebrities I like now as a 40-year-old, not, we're not as cool anymore. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm getting, I, I'm, a, I'm not cool. So I have to ask my kids, like, hey, what do you, you know? Uh, sure. You know, I, I went to another convention. I saw this actor. What do you think of this guy? You know, he's in anime, and I'm, I've never seen this anime before. He's, and, and, you know, my son will be like, oh, this is, like, one of my favorite characters. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it's a, uh, you know, so I'm like, okay, cool. I know I can book this guy. He'll do all right. Uh, so, But I've got to, you know, kind of stay on top of things, and it's, um, you know, it's, but that's good. I love that. I love it. It keeps me, you know, I, I, I don't ever want to be, like oh this is this is just for kids like I want to be in it mm -hmm. uh, you know I uh, probably at some point last year you know I'd heard all the buzz that Bluey was making and you know I heard people talking about Bluey and Bluey is a TV show for four year olds it's yeah, about yeah, a family right. of dogs mm -hmm. I actually love in that Australia show, but the thing is <laughs> you know exploded. I I put it on and I'm like okay I you know. This it's way is, better than you'd think. This is good. This is legitimately yeah, good. It is. It's, yep. I, I think for kids, it's great. I think it does a lot of cool things. Like they, they show kids using, you know, they show the kids using the bathroom, which I know a lot of kids have, you know, if, mm -hmm. if you're that age, you're potty training. There's a lot of anxiety around it. Well, mm -hmm. your favorite characters, they just hop on the toilet. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> yep. That's great. That's such <laughs> a is. good example. <laughs> yep. And it's normal. So I love that. And they talk about real issues that little kids face. But then it's also really funny. The parents are absolutely amazing in that show they're like the kind of parents like i you know i want to be that kind of parent that they the kids are always like they're just doing this imaginary stuff mm -hmm. and the parents buy in a hundred percent every time they're never like oh i don't want to play this game they're always like the kids are like oh we're playing dinosaurs or whatever and then dad's like i'm a dinosaur and he just goes in a hundred percent and i just it's such, it's so cool. Well, but he always complains to, about it, too. Well, he complains, you know. With ah, the, tickle crabs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then he does it. You know, he always does it. And he and when he does it, he buys in 100%. Mm -hmm. There's an, you know, and so. Yeah, they'll be going, like, out in the street and, yeah. like, pretending. Like, there's this one episode where they tell him that today is his first day. He was born yesterday. Yes. And so, he like, he doesn't know what the sun is and that sort of thing. And then they're going for a walk, and he sees someone with a donut. And he doesn't know what food is. So he just grabs the guy's donut and starts eating it. It's like, you do that in real life, you're going to get in trouble. But, you know, yeah. a cartoon character is allowed to play yeah. pretend to that degree. Yeah. And, like, as somebody with no kids, I heard about Bluey because it made its round on, rounds on social media because it's supposed to be the only show 
or one of the only shows where if your dog is watching it, they can see the colors. Yeah, it's like the apparently it's, it's like somehow huh. like keyed to like their spectrum. I don't really? know. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how. I don't well, know how real that dogs is. are red green colorblind. Yeah. I know that yeah. much. Oh, okay. But I don't. Yeah, I guess there's really not that much, you know, but yeah, red were, green yeah. difference in yeah. the show. Yeah, so that's the show I leave on for my dog when I leave. There the you house. go. Oh, do you? <laughs> yeah, so he's a big Bluey fan. I, you know, I wondered why. I, I know several people who have a dog named Bluey, mm-hmm. and now I know where they got it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no yeah. question about it. But you know, let me give you another example. We on Sunday night went to a uh, uh, Halloween party. And it was, you know, what are they, Andy, about 100 people or something like that? Yeah, probably about that. these tables, eating dinner and all this. Andy's son, Ethan, turns two next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And he came, and a lot of kids, all the kids dressed up in costumes, right? And I, the joy on his face, not quite two yet, Oh Yoshi, Yoshi! Oh, yeah. nice. He, was he saw all, some like oh, six-year-old kid dressed up as Yoshi. Oh, that's he so cool. Loved into it. it. And see, watching that as a grandfather, I'm like, look how wonderful this is. He's all excited because he thinks the real Yoshi. He sees Yoshi. Yeah. Yep. So he goes up to the kid and starts grabbing at his face. You <laughs> <laughs> can't do that. Of course. Who yeah, let's wouldn't? not do that part. Mm-hmm. That's probably not a good part. Uh, is this what car, uh, comic books were intended to do? I got to believe they were actually put out to make people happy rather than just make yeah. money. They make everybody happy. Yeah, and it wasn't a huge business. No. You know, for a long time. I yeah. think, no. you know, it's, uh, you know, I think uh, obviously the periodical industry was very different back yeah. when they first started. But yep. but I think it's, you know, it's they're, they're meant to be these fun little things that you can read really quickly. I think originally they were a dime, you know, and, yeah. and you'd get yeah. like you know, Archie comics, which are just full of gags. And, you know, you'd have these like little romance comics that you could, you know, something to read while you're, you know, on the, you know, on the school on the, bus or something. On the school yeah. bus or you're, you know, on the way to work or you're, you know, in the bathroom or whatever. You've got a few minutes. You're like, oh, I can read this real quick. And I think that's that's kind of what the intention was. And it was... Mm-hmm. You know, it's they're bright and colorful, and if you look at the covers of like the really iconic books, right. there, there's um, you know, my, you know, kind of the undisputed like like, you know, best ever comic book artist Jack Kirby. Mm-hmm. He was kind yep. of in, he was behind all of the Marvel comics and the, uh, you know, pretty much all the Marvel comics characters were were co-created by Jack Kirby. You know, Captain America, Iron Man, the X Men. Um, and he had this way of his covers were advertising as well as being art because you see things like like the, the colors are so bold. There's, you know, if you look, Avengers number four, which is one of my favorite comic book covers, is Captain America's like jumping off the cover at you. Oh, and I yeah. absolutely loved it. And I'm looking at it, I'm thinking like, you know, imagine, oh, yeah. you know, you walk into the, to the grocery store or the drug store and you see this book and and Captain America's jumping off the cover at you and you're like this this book yeah. is literally reaching out to you it doesn't it almost doesn't matter what's inside of it you're going to love it regardless right yeah because i mean before that you saw a comic book cover and it was like you know wimpy holding a hamburger or something <laughs> yeah. like that you know and all of a sudden you're seeing these covers that someone clearly put hours oh, and yeah. hours into and you're like this is a lot different than what I'm used to seeing. Oh, yeah. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. 
Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Do you think this this will go on forever? Because it does make people very, very happy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, I, I think times change and... Obviously, what's popular changes. I don't think, you know, comic books uh, and comics as a visual medium. I know, I know web comics are really big also, and web comics are great because the barrier to entry is zero. You Basically just, not You draw it and you put it on the Internet, mm-hmm. and that's, that's great. That's some, you know, uh, I, I wish it was that easy when I was a little kid, you know. I, it would have been amazing because it, take, it costs almost zero dollars to put your stuff out there, whereas, mm-hmm. you know. Well, the people who got in on the ground floor, um, Penny Arcade, for example, God, they made so much money just making these dumb little comics about two guys playing video games. But that these days, I don't know if you could do that. Probably not, because well, there's still a lot, and then then, you know, you, it's whether it's comic books or you know, short videos on YouTube or TikTok or something like that. It it all comes around. It's you know, whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever sort of like this this visual storytelling medium, and I don't think. You know, like comics and still art or sequential art is ever going to go away. I think it's always, it, it's probably, you know, it was the first form of human communication. Yeah. People Cave drawing, drawing pictures yeah. in caves. Like, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think that's terrific. Are there new young people getting involved? I mean, does somebody 18 years old go to college and go, I want to put out a comic book? Oh, absolutely. And really? Um, so it's if you look at sort of the bestseller lists, there are some comic books that you wouldn't think of that are on the bestseller list. So there's um, there are a few people who are writing comics for kids, teenagers that are that we wouldn't recognize these books, but kids, teenagers now are mm. way into it. So like there's a there's a an uh, art artist author. Raina Tegelmeyer, Telgemeyer, I think is her name, but she she is the undisputed, you know, like top of the comics heap. Her books sell millions through Barnes and Noble and everything. Oh, okay. And and you you know they're not floppy comic books; they're thicker books. But she's a very you know she's almost mainstream in that in that respect. Um, and then there's oh man, I can think of his name, but he writes the Dogman comics. And if you go into Barnes and Noble, you'll see uh, you'll see a full end cap of Dogman books. There, he, he's a huge deal, but it's you know it's just this it's a newer thing, but it, it reaches out to kids now. And like I don't necessarily, mm-hmm. I don't know the first thing about Dogman. I just see I just see that the dude's selling millions of books, and you know it's it's connecting with its audience. This is a yeah. is a great thing because you yeah. know a lot of people used to want to be cartoonists. Yeah. Now nobody wants to be one now, but. But now they have another direction they can go in. Yeah. There's always going to be a creative outlet out there for someone. Yeah. 
One could only hope. I suppose we better talk about the specifics of the convention itself, yeah. where it is. Yeah. And, uh, no, I, 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 in a way, kind of apologize because I was so fascinated by the whole business and all that. Uh, and all of a sudden, I just realized, God, we got to talk about the convention, when it is, where yeah. it is, all these different things. So when is the convention? So the convention is November 3rd, 4th, and 5th at the Minneapolis Convention Center. So tomorrow. Yeah. So starting tomorrow, yes, we're we're setting up today. So right now it's a uh, they're building a small city at the moment. How do I get tickets if I want to go? So you go to twincitiescon.com to buy tickets, or you can just show up and buy tickets from us at the door. Oh, awesome! Now, how much of the convention center are you taking up? So we're in, <clears throat> give or take about half. Really? Ooh, yeah. A lot. So we've That's got a big show. our big exhibit hall is two hundred thousand square feet, and then we've got I don't know probably half of the meeting rooms and the and the big ballroom also god really this is a an industry yeah it's a it's a so the it's really cool so it's a it's a you know this is my business we run uh, seven or eight conventions all year throughout the country oh okay and then um but the cool thing is like we have over 500 exhibitors i think at the convention between artists and and people selling retail type stuff so you come in and it's this huge room of booths and it's like a flea market for nerds almost. But it's like we've got one area that's all artists who are selling their own work. And then we've got another area that is all vendors selling, you know, comic books, collectible toys, T-shirts, action figures, video games, whatever. Uh, they're everything. You know, this has got to be huge when people want to come to Minnesota in yes. November. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, there's no, well, look, there's no, there's no better time for uh, this show, in my opinion, for, for local people is like, you know, it's you know, it's the perfect weather for like an indoor event. Correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's true. No uh, indoor events are huge when it gets cold in Minnesota because oh, yeah. it's what else are you gonna do? Right. Yeah. The only time I'm leaving my house is to go indoors. Somewhere <laughs> yep. Else. It's very negative. Well, that's why they say comedy. Its biggest season in Minnesota is mm-hmm. the winter. Yeah, I couldn't run this in the summer because people are you know they're doing, doing stuff. stuff outside. They're yeah. Doing, yeah. You know, and it's there. There's too much other stuff going on. So. You know, I think, you know, this is kind of the perfect time of year for us. Oh, I think you're absolutely right. All right, we'll go around the room. Your final questions for everybody. Andy, did you get all your questions answered? Uh, pretty much, I think. Any other additional? Uh, this is a whole new universe for me. So. No, I, I find it fascinating. It is. We're it's a whole three, new cinematic we've universe. we got three different, well, yeah. not, not three, but two different generations mm-hmm. here. Almost three different generations. Uh, talking about this thing, and it, what did we find out basically that the five guys in this room all got great joy from cartoons. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. from comic yeah. books. And I was never growing up. I was always into sports and never really a big comic book person. I've never it, read a comic book in my life, yeah. but I'm what? very aware of the culture because mm-hmm. of how it bleeds into video games. At first, yep. were like, well, I mean, at first it was the TV shows, but the TV shows were kind of you know the Adam West thing. It's like. Is that really Batman, or is that just a weirdo dressed up as Batman? But then it got it's into really the... Batman for me. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all love it, but you know, it's more almost like self-parody than it is like the later movies um, where it got really serious. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, it's like Batman is very serious. He doesn't dance and make jokes, but 
that's another generational difference, I suppose. Yeah, the video games like Spider-Man, the first one, I think it was PlayStation PS, 2. PS2, yep. Yep, that the big oh, one. Oh, my gosh, I spent hours and hours and hours just swinging around New York. I thought have it was you played great. the new ones? Uh, I have not, but I have to, I have to check it out. So... The, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to interrupt. The new, so the Spider-Man 2, the new one for PS5 just came out like yeah, it's brand two new. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's amazing. Really? It's, I haven't played it. My, my, my girlfriend played through the whole thing already. I, I tried to avoid spoilers, but we've got the three main voices for that show, for that game. Spy, uh, Peter oh, yeah? Parker, Spider-Man, uh, Miles, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Miles and Morales. Miles Morales, Spider-Man, and... Tony Todd is Venom in it. So we've okay. got the three main voices coming to the con this weekend. That's awesome. But I'm so excited for this game, dude. It <laughs> that's, is that's it is awesome. the most fun I've ever had playing a game is just swinging through New York. Yeah, and it's definitely comic books and kind of the whole that whole scene are more popular now because you'll see ath- professional athletes are all huge nerds oh, now yeah. and and which is awesome to see because I remember back in the day it was Brian Dawkins who played for the Eagles he was like the lone one they had <laughs> every time he was on TV they were showing his Superman like mm. cars and stuff like that and so now when whenever you see the professional athletes that's how you know it started to become mainstream well i remember years ago was it vin diesel who plays dungeons and dragons and people were like i can't believe like a celebrity a manly celebrity plays dungeons and dragons and that was like a huge deal but nowadays if a celebrity says that they play video games you're gonna be like sounds about right everyone does and athletes are 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 it's, it's pretty clear why they like this because a lot of athletes view themselves as mm-hmm. superheroes. They do. That is true, yeah. and they get treated like superheroes. Anthony Edwards certainly thinks he's a superhero. He yes, he be. does. Yeah. Oh, he, he might be. Well, you're right. Yeah. Vin if he can save the Timberwolves, yeah. he might be a superhero. Yeah. Well, it's not going to happen, but yes. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. No, I mean my, you know, my kids, uh, especially my youngest son, who's uh, almost forty. And uh, yeah, he's a nerd, and you know he's he's caught. what your son's a nerd. Who I, ever heard of that? Believe, yeah, well, it's really I, hard I, to believe. Well, I would say all my kids are nerds in one way or another, yeah. but but my youngest son is he's he's you know he he collects. He's still he's still got you know his Pokemon collection. Oh yeah, and uh, he's he's totally into this stuff. So I learn a little from there, but this. This is like you know going from kindergarten to a graduate program. What yeah. we've learned today. No, it's true. <laughs> no doubt. Any final words? I just say I just say thank you for the joy. That's, oh no! Yeah, there you go. You. It was a thank lot of fun. Thank you guys for having me. It's you know, we're gonna have an awesome weekend, and everybody's you know, it's it's just a fun place to come and have a great time, and it's gonna be super fun. It is gonna be, and again, it's at the convention center. Starts tomorrow and goes through Saturday. Goes through Sunday. Goes yeah. through Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Wanted to make sure. Ben, thanks for your time, sir. Oh, thank you, guys. Have a great day. Bye.